0: it's just like (laughs) i don't 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 know know. i didn't know they had gimp masks in 1945 (laughs) like so you know it's yeah moving on okay um that sounds fun though uh so yeah here we go hello and welcome to a long-awaited-by-somebody, I'm sure, episode of The Watcher's Guide to the Marvel Universe, the show brought to you by Sneed's Feed and Seed. I am Max and didn't know that. (laughs) And I'm JR. It's a Dumb Simpsons reference. Uh, There was was a random sign in the background of an episode once where uh, the sign says, Sneeds Feed and Seed, formerly Chucks. <sighs> That's right. Simpsons is good. <laughs>
1: Even when it's bad. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. Anyway. How's it going? How's it going? No. Oh, well. You go. I'm I'm better than I've been in a long time
1: that's good right yeah that's why we haven't recorded mostly yeah
0: yeah mostly um i yeah i had back surgery december 1st and uh i'm i'm doing a hell of a lot better um hell yeah. i don't i don't there are there is sensation in things that there hasn't been for a while. And I don't mean that in a gross way. I'm not like my dick works now. Um, but what I, but what I'm saying is because, you know, I had a herniated disc that was pressing on the nerves. You know, I still felt like if you stabbed me in the leg, I would feel it. But, things were somewhat muted and now they're not anymore except for in my left pinky toe (laughs) but that's supposed to go away um it's been it's been interesting i my my calves and hamstring have been hurting a lot but i think that's because i'm carrying myself slightly differently now that i'm not like hobbling <laughs> um you can actually walk <laughs> yeah so my body's having to relearn how to walk like a human being um fun yeah but overall i'm i'm way better that's good hell yeah so how how was your holiday
1: uh it was all okay. right not a not a whole lot going on just uh hanging out and Yeah. and then like i said playing lots of hades Yeah, Um, because that game is uh, real good, which will come as no surprise to anyone on the internet.
0: Right, right. (laughs) Like I haven't, I haven't played it, but I've been seeing like Hades is so good, you guys. Of course, you know, it was one of those games. It was definitely a game that I was like, everyone
1: on Earth says this is good. I don't know. Sometimes people are really dumb, and. And then fi- I was like, I ran, I played Spirit Fair and ran out of that. And then I was like, well, it's right here. Fuck it, and started it up and was like, oh my god, fuck, why is this so good? And then I got my brother yeah. into it, and he was the exact same way, where he was like, I don't know, everybody says it's so good, and people are dumb, yeah. and I'm like, I know, but like, and he picked it up and was like, I beat it in two. T-. He beat it in faster than me in like a week i hated him i'm pissed
0: um anyway it's times like that i'm a glad i'm an only child you know what sucks is haiti is haiti's pc no it's on everything i think is it i'll have yeah. to try it out because i've been i hate i don't i don't truck with pc gaming and it's not because i hate it hmm. it's just that You know, every time I've ever tried to do PC gaming to amount to anything, I just don't, I don't, I have such a hard time. I'm always like, I can't meet the tech specs required for it. And it's just like, God damn it. So I wind up playing games five years after. (laughs) And it's just kind of like, ugh. And so I'm still waiting on a goddamn console port for um, for uh, Disco Elysium. Oh, and, yeah. You know, Ooh. it's it's one of those things, if you're a PC gamer, whatever, like, leave me the fuck alone, okay? <laughs> I just don't have the patience for it. I I have a finite number of things I can do, and PC gaming is just not what I choose to do i
1: played uh or i was responding to some, I, I responded to something spike said about uh outer worlds and something she was talking about maybe she was going to get into it or maybe not because um she basically sh- wrote off uh triple titles for right. reasons that are ethically sound and i uh I was like, you know, she's like, "Do I want to get into this?" Da, 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 da. And I was like, "I don't know." You know, the one thing, the only thing that's got me hiccuped on it is the loading times are just insane. And some mm. guy came back at me and was like, "What are you playing it on?" And I was like, "Shut up! I don't care." Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, pl- I'm playing it on fucking, you know, the Xbox One, the, the s- second skew, like the one that came out with Fallout Four. So like. No, it isn't the most powerful thing, and if you shot back at me, well, you should be playing it on PC. Go cram it up your ass. yeah um, <clears throat> but anyway, that's no, uh, that's
0: what it that's what angers me is like especially around the discourse with cyberpunk yeah. where it's just like, well, it runs great on PC well lottie fucking da, if it can't Ooh. run on console, don't release it for console. Well uh, yeah, but anyway. Also why did gaming you... gaming discourse sucks. Fan discourse in general <laughs> yeah. sucks, but like gaming discourse pisses me off because I'm not invested enough to really give a shit about any of it and so I'm just like, "Oh my god, shut the fuck up." Well, it ends up uh, sounding
1: like I just it it how consequential is this? Yeah. All right. Like I'm pissed off that the people we say on our show about comics i know that i was <laughs> thinking about that too but like uh like I, I i'm mad that it's clear that the i'm mad at the executive parts or regions of cd product red but i still have nothing invested i'm like i wasn't gonna buy that game anyway because right. other shit um and like it just sucks that it, it sucks for the dev and the QA people who got reamed and lied to and probably not compensated so mm-hmm. that's about the only thing that I can get mad about <coughs> whether or not the game is crap or buggy or whatever I, I, like I said I wasn't going to buy it
0: so yeah. but yeah so alright
1: anyway, moving on
0: I saw Wonder Woman 1984 oh shit let's do this uh i don't i'm not gonna get real big into it okay um, i will say i thought that a lot of i thought there was a lot more that worked that didn't that's good i am apparently in the minority in that because a lot of people are just like ew this sucked but what really? i will say is this what i will say is this number one my concerns about uh about Kristen wigg basically being Electro from Amazing Spider-Man 2 were largely borne out until the end um, but Kristen Wiig did a lot that really worked with what she was given she did a great job I think the, what was done with the character was not just not what it should have been she was great I liked her um, and that was that was one concern I had With that was, you know, I I know Kristen Wiig has done drama and things like that, but I I was really concerned about... I shouldn't be. I mean, Michael Keaton was a comedy actor before Batman, but still, whatever, it is what it is. It's going to be the same every single time. Anytime a comedic actor goes and does something different, it's always going to be, Well, how is this going to go? Um which is
1: weird because and I mean I do it too but like it, it it almost always pans out almost always and comedy is the timing things are more important like they hit the beats
0: right yeah anyway go ahead um pedro pascal was great i loved his maxwell lord um what i will say to anyone who has not seen it and is going into it expecting one thing i will say it is very silver age if you are used to superhero movies as they are now where everything's somewhat grounded this is not that there is a whole lot of just like hand waving in a silver age sort of way um it is it is very much like reading a pre-crisis comic book because like there are things about the big villainous plan that make no goddamn sense and they don't even they don't even really try it's just kind of like but how does that work it just does like go away just watch the goddamn movie about the greek goddess woman made out of clay like you know um so yeah it i i liked it as a whole there were there were the odd thing here or there and there were a lot of nice easter eggs um there was a very there's a character created by gail simone named star blossom and she's kind of in there just in a sort of like if you know your shit this is yeah this is Bealia makes an appearance who's that bialya the country Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, and uh, Simon Stagg and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, it's it it's got a lot that really works. Just don't go into it thinking it's going to be something it's not, because even more so than the because the first one is very much a modern comic book movie. Wonder Woman 1984 is straight Silver Age, and that's not going to appeal to everybody. Yeah. So, yeah, huh? Cool. I news, news. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, no. Sorry. I mean, I
1: haven't seen sorry. it. I don't really have a place to speak. It just based on what you're saying, like, I honestly that knowing that, if I were to, if I go through the trouble to see it, then I will actually probably enjoy it more and have because if it's well, like me, just I have fucking fun with this, she's
0: swinging from lightning bolts, chill, chill. and I'm like, right, okay. and and that's. And that's the thing is like the whole movie is stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. The whole awesome. movie is stuff where you're sitting there going. Well, what? But like it's Silver Age fun, yeah. like just and and that's why I wanted to talk about it on here is because if there's anybody listening who might enjoy it, I because I think it's expectations make a huge difference yeah because i've gone into (laughs) movies that i hated because i was expecting them to be one thing and they weren't and then i go back and revisit them later and absolutely love them yeah and uh this i think is one of those this i think may get a critical reassessment later yeah um
1: I was just anytime because... anytime something like that comes up I automatically think it's Speed Racer because it's like if you go into Speed Racer knowing what it is yeah. it's fucking rad yeah if you go into Speed Racer expecting the Matrix to like 2.0 yeah. or something like because of the creators you're going to be horribly disappointed and angry yeah. but if you go into it knowing what it is so much fun but yeah. that's that's all it is and also cinematically gorgeous uh um, well yeah but, but like that's because that's what they do anyway
0: i but like i said i think i think yeah if you're this is the most silver agey movie since probably the superman movies back in the 70s damn um and you know like people complain about like the the s shield and like the kiss that erases Lois's memory, and blah 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 blah. Yeah, but the movie is stuff like that, and <laughs> that's not that's not a bad thing. It's yeah. just not a modern conceit, yeah. and I think that's what's going to trip up a lot of people. I can't, I can't, I can't really say what it's like to be a non-comic fan looking at Wonder Woman 1984 but I think if you look at a lot of the discourse surrounding the movie that's pretty much it. I think I think people are reacting to it like it's just like what the fuck did you do? And I'm like I'm sitting over here having read a lot of Silver Age comics like hmm yes I see I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. News. News. Uh, we. The biggest thing we need to talk about is Disney <coughs> Investor Day. And we're kind of. We're going to kind of. Speed fire. run this shit. I yeah. don't want to get bogged down. Uh, in. I am literally stretching. Specifics. Do what? I am literally yeah. stretching. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's do this. Jog in place. Jog in place. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so, WandaVision. I still, I'm still excited. I don't care. New trailer looks good. Yeah. Really excited. There Can't was a, there's a clip out
1: there, too, of like 14 seconds that I haven't even watched, because it's coming in like two weeks. I'll get to it. Right. It's I'll be here. Right. It's fine.
0: Yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier,
1: the new trailer. Uh, I don't know that I watched it. Yes, I did. It's still good. I'm good. Like, again, yeah. I'm still yeah. excited. It's still the same thing that it's going to be... Nothing new for me. Hooray! Yeah, looks great. Good to yep. watch it. Loki. Oh, I actually loved that new trailer. That was yeah. so much fun, and it's and pretty he's much Stevie
0: ex- Cooper. He's yeah. Stevie Cooper,
1: and like, and it, the fact that it paid off on the like. I can't remember the TVA or whatever they are. The time variance, the time variance authority. authority. Yeah. Hey, I nailed it. Uh, they uh, like the fact that they're actually gonna fucking do that. And uh, yeah. what's his name? In the elevator,
0: Luke Wilson or Owen Wilson.
1: Owen Wilson out of fucking nowhere, like yeah. that's awesome. I'm I'm still I cannot believe I'm more excited for that. Like every th- time something else happens, I'm like,
0: okay, but yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm on board. Yeah. What if? Really neat. Yeah, like really,
1: really neat. I I was I was pretty sure it was going to be cool, but like.
0: I'm s- pretty stoked. <laughs> like, it'll be neat. I was on board no matter what. Like, yeah. that's just that's just who I am. What, yeah. You tell me there's a what-if show, I'm on board. But the first looked re- look looked really good.
1: The, all all so. of us idiots that have been clamoring for more Peggy Carter since, like, 2011 are yeah. real happy now.
0: <laughs> yeah. But also, like, T'Challa is Star-Lord yeah. and, like like yeah, I, I'm with it. Yep. I'm in. Um, Shang Chi wrapped production. Did and, we uh, see anything yet? We
1: Stills? haven't seen
0: anything yet. Production has wrapped, um, so that's now slightly more forthcoming than it was before. <laughs> um, I will say, God, since I... I since I've been recovering, I watched Kim's Convenience. Oh yeah, and I fucking love Simu Liu cool i'm probably saying that wrong i'm try i'm doing my best i'm really white um, <laughs> um i love i love him he's awesome and i'm that much more excited for this movie
1: because that's a comedy too right
0: yeah
1: awesome i mean cuz in infect, inf, infecting shang chi with a little bit of comedy is a is a good move in yeah. general so he's also funny in the book though too
0: sometimes yeah okay occasionally <laughs> it depends the books so um, weird. <laughs> go for it couple of things here we kind of just can mention ms marvel had two had or miss marvel there was a sizzle reel i didn't watch it um uh, because I did, i'm gonna watch it
1: i did it's fine uh there's there's not a lot going on there yeah carol will show there's, up at the end
0: there's okay. been there's been a little bit of controversy about some casting decisions apparently. Uh I am not qualified to weigh in on really most of that. I know that there's one one person who was cast who's a bit of a sex pest apparently, but oh. I don't know. Sucks. Ugh. Captain Marvel 2 has a release date. That's really Ugh. all there is to say. Uh Hawkeye <laughs> Um, I will mention there are some behind-the-scenes photos, and those look good. So. Oh.
1: I think I saw some of those, but I don't remember.
0: I mean, it's just like Haley Stanfield walking around in her Kate Bishop uh, outfit, and it's just like, all right, cool. Yeah. Sweet. And there's the dog. Awesome. Hooray. Uh, She-Hulk. The one thing I will say about She-Hulk is it appears that there's going to be some comedic elements to that, which is good because I think that's one of my favorite she hulky things is that period where it was incredibly meta and incredibly like, you know, ha, like, what, <laughs> it's what, a what is... a what does the law even look like in a superhero universe? Um <laughs> which so, yeah. is
1: something we've talked about before where it's like illegal to walk in New York without insurance.
0: Like yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh Moon Knight. There's Cast. not a lot there. The only thing was casting, um, wasn't it? I don't um, I-, I don't even know if they I didn't watch the presentation. I was just reading like a rundown that Tw- Disney did on Twitter. And I don't even know if they've actually confirmed Oscar Isaac. See, and that's um, the thing is I can't really
1: pin that down either. Like yeah. it's more like Oscar Isaac in Moon Knight. That's the only thing that I'm willing to like land on. Is like yeah, yeah. he's he's in it somewhere. Is he yeah. Moon Knight?
0: I hope so. I think th- I think rad- that would that, be great. I'm I, cool. That would with be that, like is he? I, yeah.
1: Could be a fake out too.
0: Uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn in Secret Invasion.
1: Honestly, like, my first reaction is something we've talked about a little bit before a few weeks ago, which is... Sam Jackson is so... We need to let Sam Jackson rest. (laughs) Like, I don't want to be like, he's so old, but like, I just i don't want to break samuel l jackson
0: yeah with our, with our
1: stupid comic book movies like i want him to do whatever the hell he wants if this is what he wants to do which is run around and shoot at aliens at 78 or whatever he is go for it but like yeah please don't break sam jackson
0: yeah my my major feeling is I like Ben Mendelsohn uh, in Captain Marvel, and oh no, he was great. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson, cool. I'm down for more Nick Fury, whatever. Um, my major feeling about this is it can't be as bad as the as the comic, right? No, it definitely um, can. Uh, the, <coughs> honestly, so there's I, that
1: I I heard Secret Invasion and went. Um, Are you sure?
0: Yeah. Like,
1: because that's one way to just... We just finished our 10-year victory lap of <laughs> 21 movies that were all pretty good, right? Like, with varying degrees of pretty good, but still in that pretty good continuum, with the exception yeah. of Dark World.
0: And then... Which and is even, really, you know, even Dark, Dark World is, is pretty passive. forgettable, but it wasn't it wasn't noxious in the way that some other movies are.
1: Right. Um, Which I really I look at Secret Invasion and go, you really want to scuttle that? Like what?
0: Because a thing like Secret Invasion can. <laughs> the only the only thing I will say is, number one, I'm hoping that this is a situation like Age of Ultron where we're just using the name number two. I'm wondering if based on Spider-Man far from home, this is kind of going to flip the script and because they talked about various cells of Kree being on earth. Right. And so I'm wondering if this is going to be Ben Mendelsohn and Samuel L. Jackson hunting down Kree. So, Oh, Oh,
1: Okay, that I'm okay with. If it's that, that would be fun. Because A, the buddy comedy of that, the buddy cop comedy of that is great. And B, flipping it so that the invasion is actually the Kree instead of the Skrulls and making the scroll basically making the Skrulls the good guys is yeah. fun. I like that too.
0: And honestly, even if it is the Skrulls and like, you know, the Skrulls we saw in in Captain Marvel are the pacifists and the scrolls we encounter in Secret Invasion are like the hardliners, the, you know. Okay. You know. I'm sure there's a lot that can be done with that. I just don't want it to end like a wet fart the way that Secret Invasion did. Um, because it was so cool and then it sucked. <laughs> it's so
1: cool. And then, well, no, that's the, that's the thing. That's the lesson I learned from Secret Invasion, the book, which is fucking think it through. Because mm-hmm. it was clear that they were like, oh, let's do all this stuff. And like, the you know, all the world building and we've done this conversation a million times. But if you think it through, oh, shit, we better land hard. Otherwise, this is all bad. Yeah. And they just landed not. Yeah. Yeah,
0: anyway. Ironheart not really a lot to know there um i think there were one or two cast members revealed on that but cool yeah. um you know uh i i have stayed away from the discourse surrounding that i'm sure that there's a lot of shitty people just like oh, but i don't, I don't care whatever Wait, fuck well. you fuck 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 you you.
1: (laughs) fuck you and uh what we can have nice things if you guys just shut the fuck up yep like this can also be for you if you were to broaden your goddamn Never mind.
0: just enjoy something occasionally and you your life is so much better Uh, armor wars armor (laughs) wars
1: I was gonna say or if it's not for you don't bitch it's fine uh armor wars
0: i'm i'm excited to see don cheadle kind of doing his own thing uh is the major thing the premise of armor wars is interesting uh i never really got into it in practice in the comics uh but i like i like the idea of it
1: who wrote that that i forget it's
0: been do what
1: was that busack
0: I don't think so. Okay. I don't remember. I'm Fuck if I know. Uh, but yeah, I'm on, I'm on board for that. Yep.
1: Uh, I don't know that I remember. I, I don't think I've read it. Um, Don Cheadle, kind of actually having front row uh, is good. So
0: yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Sure. <laughs> All right. I mean, you know. The Guardians of the Galaxy, I have my issues with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and I will expound upon them to anyone who asks. But they're entertaining. Yeah. (coughs)
1: Um, I really like the first one because I'm an idiot, um, and I really like the second one because it makes me cry, and uh, I don't know that I need a holiday special of anything, but it's tongue in cheek, so go for it.
0: Yeah, why not? I am yeah. Groot Shorts. Again.
1: Not for me. Go for it.
0: Yeah. Uh, we now know in Thor, God, and... Or Blood and Thunder. What... Love and Thunder. Fuck. Love and Thunder. I just blanked on his name. Christian Bale is going to be Gore the God Butcher. Oh. Um... And that's I, cool.
1: I don't know that character.
0: Uh, Okay. Very brief Reader's Digest version. Sure. Number one. Gore is an alien whose world was going through a hard time. He prayed to his gods. The gods didn't care. He decided, fuck gods, and started mo- traveling the universe, not only slaughtering his own pantheon, but every other pantheon he comes across in the comics. He comes up against Thor in various um, time periods, both ancient history, the present, and the far-flung future. Um, And his whole thing is, gods are not deserving of the uh, praise that we give them, and uh, indirectly led to Thor becoming unworthy, because during um, Original Sin... Uh Thor became unworthy because Nick Fury whispered to him and he became he was then unable to lift Mjolnir. Uh what Fury said to him was gore was right. That's the short version. It's a very good it's a very good story arc go and read it. Sure. That's all I can say. Okay. Kang the Conqueror is now confirmed and cast Jonathan Majors. Cool. Yeah. Uh The next Ant-Man movie is going to be Quantum Mania, and he's going to be in it. They've recast Cassie Lang, which is odd, but okay. Huh. We're getting closer to Young Avengers. Yeah. We're getting
1: there. They're going to do it, and that's cool. Um,
0: Yeah.
1: I'm okay with that. Setting up Kang. Oh, yeah, and then probably finally, uh, speaking of setting up Kang and uh, Cassie and uh, Kate. And they're going to get there.
0: Yeah. Yep. Well, and. Oh, and WandaVision. Fuck. WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier because Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to have Isaiah. It is? Yeah. Oh, Isaiah. Okay. Yeah. Um, which leads to Patriot. So yeah. we're definitely doing Young Avengers at some point. I mean, that's right. just, that's a given.
1: Oh my God. It's just anytime I, I think about WandaVision, like the very first trailer when I saw the two the two bassinets and I was just like, oh no, that's real bad. That's yeah. real, real bad. And Jocelyn was sitting next to me and she was like, why? And I was like, "Um, oh God, how do I explain? She unmakes reality like a couple of times. What?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just hope we never get the uh, the MCU version of the Children's Crusade. Yep. Moving oh. on.
1: <laughs> I'm sad
0: now. Uh, Black Panther has a release date and Kevin Feige has, I believe, completely confirmed they are not recasting. Yeah. Uh, which is good. And um, then
1: Letitia Wright had a moment on internet which... Yeah. I don't know if she got to walk back yet or not.
0: I don't think she has. Cool. But whatever. Um, and then they announced Fantastic Four. I don't want John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. I don't like John Krasinski enough. Um,
1: Is that rumored or confirmed?
0: No, I'm just saying there are so many fan castings uh that they're just like, John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic and Emily Blunt as job, Invisible bro. Woman. And I'm just like, uh, I, would... I, my favorite that I've seen was William Jackson Harper uh, from The Good Place as Mr. Fantastic. And I am with that. Um, if you are not familiar with William oh. Jackson Harper, he was cheaty on the good place, I think he would be phenomenal as a yeah. Mr. Fantastic. I That'd I'd... be fun. Do what?
1: That'd be fun, yeah.
0: Yeah. I he's definitely shown he can do like the nerdy type. Admittedly Mr. Fantas- Mr. Fantastic is not cheaty. I don't no. I'm not saying he would be that. Right. But I think William Jackson Harper definitely has the chops to be able to do a Mr. Fantastic. Um, so yeah, well, that was... The that's di-
1: the thing is, I'd, I, I'd for the entire Fantastic Four, I'd much rather see a few people that I don't know as well, and mm-hmm. that I want them to spend the first goddamn act making them into a family. Don't do. Right. Don't do what we always fucking do with these goddamn movies, which is make them fight for the first act, and then they have to come together in the second act. No, 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 no. Make them cohes a cohesive family, whole unit, right. the four of them, by the end of act one, or I fucking riot. Because otherwise, yeah. that I will not give a shit. Like.
0: And what I what I will say is um, I think we all agree. Just don't do anything. fan 4 stick did. Um, the did one we launch Josh
1: Trank into the sun. Is that a I thing we did?
0: We should. All I don't right. know. Josh Trank tried to do the Snyder cut thing. Where it was just like, no, the version I had was way better. And it's just like, shut the fuck up. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't.
1: You got <laughs> lucky with one movie. And we're never listening to you. We trusted you. That was a mistake. <laughs>
0: it always is. It yeah. always is. Colin Trevorrow. <laughs> <Ugh>. um, anyway.
1: J.J. <laughs> J. Abrams. Um...
0: Oh, J.J. J. Abrams. Ugh. What did he get lucky on?
1: Uh, 8mm is actually pretty good.
0: Really? I never saw not eight, 8 millimeter. Not 8mm. No, um, Super 8. Super, super eight. 8. Not 8 not eight 8mm. That's a
1: whole other
0: thing. 8mm <laughs> was the snuff film, right?
1: <laughs> yes, it was. Uh.
0: Uh,
1: J.J. Abrams directed 8
0: Well, I never saw Super 8 either, but... Super 8's actually pretty good.
1: Uh, And honest to God, you kind of... We gave it shit for being what it was, but as a movie, uh, the first Cloverfield isn't bad. For what it is. It's, again, it's one of those... If you know what you're getting, you can just be like, okay, this is dumb and fun, and I don't give a shit, and none of it has to work.
0: It was okay. It was... It was not, I don't, there is nothing, here's the thing, okay. nothing J.J. Abrams has done warrants the level of, of fame and access he has, in my opinion.
1: Probably not. Got it. I, I, I'll, I'll agree with you on that.
0: Anyway. Comics.
1: Comics. Comics.
0: Uh, we start this week with Machine Man number five, which has a cover by Jack Kirby and is written and penciled by Jack Kirby, colored or inked by Mike Royer, colored by Petra Goldberg, lettered by uh, Mike Royer and edited by Jack Kirby and Jim Shooter. The short version of this issue is that Machine Man 10 for fight. Um, the psychiatrist, Dr. Spalding that Machine Man met, tries to convince the military that no, for real, they should work with Machine Man to defeat this menace, not against him. Uh, and then at the end, the military shows up and Ten-Four, in an attempt to stall and misdirect in in order to allow the armada that he called time to arrive, surrenders peacefully and says that he was simply attacked by Machine Man. And Machine Man's like, No, that's not what fucking happened. And everybody's just like, okay, we'll figure it out. Come on. And yeah.
1: Machine man's like, no, I don't want to go with you. You suck. You're the military. You've been trying to murder me. Uh, Pass. So he bounces out and ends up at a costume party where... Well, that
0: isn't, I think... Nope. That's this Uh, issue. Oh, God.
1: And he ends up at a costume party where he proceeds to wow everyone and meets a fancy lady who wants to do him kisses um and they he's she's like hey come here you gotta watch the tv he watches the tv finds out that they're looking for him to come come in from the cold it's been an hour and a half i mean (laughs) like (laughs) uh
0: yeah this is this is some severely like this would give me whiplash yeah um and yeah uh, at
1: the very end Ten Four turns on his uh captors here not captors his the people he's turned on he basically goes ha ha machine man was right all i was doing was checking down the clock you guys are bummed yep
0: yep uh machine man number six has a cover by walt simonson I did not realize it was Walt Simonson, primarily because he seems to be aping, uh, Kirby's style pretty hard here. Um, but yeah, it's Walt Simonson. That's rad. This issue, we we get more machine-on-machine action, um, and then eventually, like, in the course of the fight, um... Machine Man discovers that 104 uh, so machine Man is basically able to use machine hypnosis on 104 and shut him down. He discovers that during the fight the 104 is powered by a nuclear reactor. So he does a little jiggery pokery. Um, and I'm pretty sure this is a war crime. But turns ten four into a corpse bomb, which then gets uh, transported to where to where the armada is going to be coming out of hyperspace, basically. Um, and they're just like, "Oh hey, one of our soldiers is like floating in space randomly. What's that about?" Oh no, he's gonna blow, and they're destroyed.
1: Yeah, that's definitely a war crime. I I don't.
0: I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't have the UN code memorized, but I feel like turning turning the corpses of enemy combatants into bombs is a war crime. Uh, yeah, it's it's certainly gauche. I I feel like if dressing up as if I I feel like dress if dressing up in enemy uniforms is a war crime. That definitely is. It seems odd that the UN would be like, you can't wear the wrong clothes, but desecrating corpses is totally fine. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Moving on. Power Man and Iron Fist number 50 has a cover by Dave Cockrum and Irving Watanabe. Well, real quick. So, Machine Man. Uh, I do want to say, I'm glad we wrapped this shit up. Like, this took forever to get here, and now it gets wrapped up pretty quickly. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
1: We spend a lot of time... Kirby is so weird when he's writing, because we spend so much time in places that I'm like, why are we here? Um, Yeah. Where... Because... Where we left off last issue, he was still at the party. So when we pick up this issue, he's still at the party and has to get away from all those folks who are now starting to dawn on them that something is weird with him. And then as he's leaving, he fights his way through some soldiers in this apartment building. But like, why were we there for so long other than for people to ooh and awe at him?
0: right the the pacing is really fucked up because uh, then, yeah it's
1: it's a moment that i like but then we spend two pages with him in the cab on the way mm-hmm. to the fight and yeah. it's a it, again it's a moment that i like because i like the back and forth that they that he has with the the cab driver but what are we doing here is kind of because the pacing so
0: strange It, it is pacing is so important and like look you superhero comics are a balancing act yeah because you need enough character driven drama to keep people invested in these characters or else what are you doing yeah by the by the same token you also need to give the overarching Plot—it's room same. to be to be um, brought a, brought about in a satisfying manner, yeah. and this and you know this is this is really bad in terms of pacing because it does—it's just like we're going to take a nice leisurely cab ride where we talk about the nature of minority and whether or not the persecuted do in fact have a responsibility to the rest of the human race. Oh, by the way, um, Alien Armada is coming, but whatever. That's done. We're done with that. Um, <laughs> and- after,
1: after the cab ride, there will be a minor scuffle wherein the bad guy who had been kicking the shit out of our protagonist two issues ago... Is fairly well dealt with, and then we uh, rejigger him and blast him into space.
0: And knock out, like, his entire race. And And it's just like...
1: The whole problem is solved. Yeah. It's like... Fine, but like... Yeah. And like, that moment in the cab is important, and I wanted to have that, but at the same time... What? It's so... (laughs) Just... Over now?
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Power Man and Iron Fist number fifty has a cover by Dave Cockrum and Irving Watanabe, written by Chris Claremont, <clears throat> penciled by John Byrne, inked by Dave Cockrum and Dan Green, colored by Francois Mouly, uh lettered by Denise Wall, and edited by Archie Goodwin. Luke Cage has been cleared of all charges uh, relating to his being imprisoned. Um, he and he and uh, Danny and Misty and Colleen and Jaron Hogarth and everybody are having a party to celebrate. Um, we're trying to figure out what we're going to do. Misty and Colleen offer Luke a job, and he's like, I don't know, that's not really my thing. Um, we get a brief flashback of, um, of, uh, what. what they're talking about basically yeah uh, if you've only been reading
1: yeah if you've only been reading iron fist here's power man's deal
0: yeah um and uh then claire shows up and she's like hey i'm really happy for you but we're done i can't do this anymore my life is in constant danger whenever i'm with you and I, I really care about you, but that's just not who I am. And he's like, oh, quit. And she's like, you couldn't if you tried. And so she leaves. But then, not to worry, because we introduce a new love interest this issue. Um, and I was honestly confused because Harmony Young, I thought it was Misty. Uh, when When she showed up, because there's not really there's not really the only thing Luke Cage says is I forgot the lady was beside me because they come they come under attack from yeah. uh, from the from stiletto and discus um, who think that even though Luke Cage has been exonerated, he's still a convict and deserves to die. Yeah. Um, also,
1: their dad is there, the original warden from... Uh, or no, right? the nice warden, not the bad warden.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, they attack, and in the course of things, they wind up bringing down a balcony on Luke, and next to him is Harmony Young, but he only ever refers to her as the Lady... Yeah. And I was really I was really unsure I thought it was Misty and then he kissed her and I was like Wait, what? And I had to go back and reread it. And it's Harmony Young who becomes a love interest. Whatever. Uh fight, fight, fight. Uh Iron Fist follows them up onto the roof and nearly falls off. Um well, falls off but manages to plow through a plastic covering of a rooftop pool and into the pool everybody else thinks he's dead for the moment. Um, the one the one thing I will say works really well here is that uh, during this um, oh yeah, Rafe comes in um, Misty's former partner and stiletto fires a bunch of stilettos and hits him. He goes down. Misty wrecks Stiletto and then, like, shoots him in the shoulder. And then while he's on the floor, comes up and gets ready to blow him away. Pulls the trigger, but Luke catches the bullet. And he's like, you don't want to do this. Like, and she's like, no, I do. And he's like, trust me, you don't. You think you do, but it's a huge mistake. And uh, then Rafe... It turns out that Danny is right behind them. Rafe is still alive because the the little knife hit his uh, badge. And uh, in the end, Misty is like, you know what? You're right. Thank you for preventing me from doing something really stupid. Uh, and Luke winds up taking the job with them.
1: So, yeah, I hate stiletto and discus yeah they're garbage terrible i hated them the first few times they showed up uh but so much happens in the last two pages of this that i'm like holy shit this is rad because misty already thinks like that's the thing is misty is already like maybe danny's dead which would be which sets her on edge and then rafe gets ostensibly taken down and she just fucking flips and it's earned as hell um like i get it and then when uh luke stops stops her from doing that like again and this is so weird that we were just talking about pacing but the pacing of this is so good that it goes from no, I'm gonna fucking kill him. To clearly, there's some pu- time that's passed, and she's like, "Okay, yeah, no, you were right, uh, cooler heads and all that." And holy shit, I would have been upset. Um, like, it's it's really good in these last two pages.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, that was that was a good issue, and I think sets up where the series is going from here. Oh yeah, uh, really well. So, yeah. Uh, Cap- Captain America number 217, uh, I feel like we can breeze right through. Has a cover by John Buscema and Frank Giacoya and Gaspar Saladino, written by Roy Thomas and Don Glutt, penciled by John Busema, inked by Pablo Marcos, colored by Phil Rachelson, lettered by Denise Wall, edited by Roy Thomas and Archie Goodwin. Cap and Falcon go to the barber shop. Uh, that leads to S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, And go into the S.H.I.E.L.D. base. They're attacked initially. Uh, They fend them off. Fury's just like, yeah, well, we've had some moles, so we wanted to make sure everything was on the up and up here. Um, We find out that S.H.I.E.L.D. is training a team of super agents, and I used the term super... Loosely here, um, because there's a couple people that it's like okay, and then and then there's a dude with roller skates, and I'm just like, yeah, that that's the guy. Um, during this, we find out that the corporation has a mole on the team of super agents, and it's vamp. It has to be vamp because I know Texas Twisters deal. Yep, I know. Marvel boy that's introduced here is Wendell Vaughn who becomes Quasar and the only uh, so the only other people are Blue Streak which no no supervillain team no nobody who has the money to do the stuff the corporation is doing here is going to send in a guy with fucking roller skates they have the money to afford someone relatively decent, even if they're not well-known that leaves vamp. Um, Nick Fury wants cap to lead the team caps. Like, nah, I got way too much going on. I'm trying to figure out what the hell my deal is. And he's like, but you know who she, who you should ask is Falcon. And Falcon's like, Oh yeah, sure. And, uh, you know this We're is also this given is, to believe that all I'm of sorry. these
1: people all the people on this team they're putting together are like big personalities and they all suck like yeah even now now that i know that that's wendell i'm like oh man wendell because in this he sucks everybody sucks and i'm just like i don't want to put falcon in charge of that he's he's been cool why would you do this to him <laughs> um, <laughs> And yeah, so luckily we don't, <clears throat> spoilers, we don't have to worry about this too much.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, and this is a nice little, this is a nice little thing because it's just like Cap is like, Falcon's the guy you need. He 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 is the one who would be able to lead this group. Um, and so, you know, Cap and Falcon leave on good terms. Um, and by the time we're done with Captain America this week, uh, Falcon is off the cover. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, that brings us to Captain America number 218, which has a cover by Sal Busema, Joe Sinnott, and Gaspar Saladino. And is written by Don Glut, penciled by Sal Buscema, inked by Mike Esposito and John Tartaglione, colored by George Russo, lettered by John Costanza, um, and edited by Roy Thomas. We start the issue, and uh, Cap talks to Cap talks to Sharon, and is just like, "I got a lot going on. I think we need to take a break." it's it's not you it's me (laughs) um and uh she rushes off to try and talk to
1: him at his apartment he meanwhile has stepped out uh and intervenes in this woman getting harassed uh the woman turns around and smooches him uh, right as sharon's coming around the corner so he's oops She, Sharon fucks off thinking that he's, uh, stepping out on her. Um,
0: they go to Avengers mansion, uh, and they sit down and talk. This woman, Veda, explains that she is the daughter of agent R who was at the creation of Captain America. Um, they start to talk a little bit and then Iron Man walks in and he's like, Hey, Sharon, oh. Uh, you're not Sharon. Sorry. And, uh, he says, Yeah, I was just, uh, checking out the, I was going down to check out the submarine because there's some stuff we need to figure out, uh, need to update or whatever. And Cap's like, I'll go with you. Sharon visits the shield facility and explains the situation to Falcon, and Falcon's like, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know what was going on, but it probably wasn't that. Um, and uh, so Cap and Iron Man get down to the sub. Iron Man, Cap's like, I've, or Iron Man says, you know, hey, I'm not really a talker, but uh, do you need to talk? And Cap's like, I just, there's a lot going on, I don't know what my deal is uh and i just feel like maybe i need to come down to the sub uh they get in there and cap listens to the audio from uh from the day they found him in the ice um the 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 major thing here is that generally speaking it's it's agreed that In Cap and Bucky's last mission in World War II, they weren't on the plane for very long. Yeah. Um, However, in the generally agreed upon version of things, the base that the plane launched from was England. It was in England. However, Cap in Avengers number four explains that he hit the water just off Newfoundland. Newfoundland. Yeah.
1: not Fi new, not new finland that's that's another imaginary country
0: there's no such thing as finland by the way no i know okay it's all just to cover fishing rights it's fine yeah um newfoundland if you're from if you're quote unquote from finland we know the score yeah. we're on to you i don't want to hear no.
1: it <laughs> you're canadian such... anyway shut up
0: ah <laughs> uh so many bullshit conspiracy theories anyway the thing about it is uh yeah that makes no sense <laughs> um no if you were
1: like, on, if if you were only on the plane for and they did a rerun of of it in this or the next one i don't remember but if you're only on the plane for like 45 seconds even though it's a real fast drone right you're not yeah. going to get from london which is in the on the far side of England to fucking Canada, right? Yeah, even the closest part of Canada. you're gonna get over Surrey maybe. yeah um, like, I don't know England that sounds <laughs> like a place. Um, it's fun. It,
0: and it is a place. I don't know I, I don't know know where where is. specifically it is.
1: Um, but like they're not gonna get that far. So how did he end up in the ice?
0: Uh, Yeah, and I, I went back and looked at Avengers number four, and he does actually say, I hit the water off Newfoundland. 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 Not New Finland. France is bacon. Um, but the, uh he does actually say that. And I was like, "What?" because in reading this, I was like, well, maybe the currents carried him there, but no, he says he hit the water there. Um, which is a pretty big issue. Um, this is how we fix that. Uh, he realizes that makes no goddamn sense. So he goes to Canada. Um, like you do. And while, you know, when you need it, when you need answers, Canada's the place. Um,
1: is that the problem?
0: I've... Well, when I say answers, what I actually mean is cheap prescription drugs. Oh, Um. OK. So he goes <laughs> and he's like wandering around this town, um, apparently just hoping to find somebody who knows what the fuck's going on uh, again. Uh, it's such a weird silver plan. You know, well, yeah, <laughs>
1: but like that's even he because we're Bronze Age. Doing a Silver Age thing. Even he's like, I actually don't know why the hell I'm here. Halfway through, like, is wandering around. He's like, I don't know what I expected. This is... Yeah. This is nothing. This is just a fishing village. Great. Now I'm in Canada. (laughs) Like, and I just love that his realization is basically like, what fucking, what did I expect? It's 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 pigeon. (laughs) Don't open dead pigeons. Dead doves. Dead doves do not eat. Um, Yeah. And which. okay, but because we're also doing Bronze Age, we get we get lucky as hell when we spot some fucking henchmen doing crime. And, well, I got nothing better to do. May as well make an international incident out of it. And yeah. dress up in, as Captain America and go stop some crime. Uh, he follows these guys down into a tunnel under the pier. Fights all of them. Because they have maces and fucking halberds. Like,
0: who who are you? Uh, well, it's it's comics where a dude... A dude with a Bronze Age weapon is able to be on the Avengers. Um, I love Hawkeye, but yeah, it's a bow and arrow, <laughs> um.
1: uh, and also it's a shield. Like that's all you got, <laughs> yeah. but that's all you got, my dude. Because uh, we we're still in that wiffle waffle back and forth about how much the serum augmented his strength. Uh, we are currently... And don't
0: get me wrong, it's a good shield. Oh, it's a great shield. It's a great shield. It's phenomenal. And but he's, it's a shield. He's real good
1: at using it, but it's a shield. Um yeah. He finds these guys, or he follows them down, and we are introduced to General Decker. Uh,
0: yeah. Who
1: he's like, why do I know that name? Shit. Yeah why do I know that name? And I know you. Decker's like, <laughs> uh, Hey, I need you to, since you're here and finally you've returned. And he's like, what do you mean? What do you mean returned? What the hell's going on? Cap's actually taking yeah. this fairly well for a guy who's like, I know you, you're finally back here. And cap's just like, okay, I'm going to need you to slow down and give some some answers. And uh, Decker's like, "How about instead of answers, I show show you a giant robot?" You. And, <laughs> and yeah. Cap's like, "Well, why would this be good?"
0: Yeah. Um. So then, <clears throat> Captain America number two nineteen has a cover by Sal Busema and is inked by Joe Sinnott, lettered by Carol J., edited by Roy Thomas and Archie Goodwin. Um we flash back to world war two. Um, and here's the thing. If you, if you go back and read the early issues of captain America during world war two, Steve Rogers is a bumbling private. That's part of, that's part of, there's this whole comedic aspect to it with his, uh, Sergeant Sergeant Duffy just, it's a very like Gomer pile situation yeah. where it's just like, Oh, Rogers, Shazam! like, you know, and that's part of the,
1: the act too. Like yeah. he's, yeah. he's, he's doing that on purpose so that they don't think he's Captain America because he's enormous. Like,
0: yeah. That's the- he's enormous and he has a teen sidekick. <laughs> and like so does Cap. Um so yeah, it's 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 jarring when you're introduced to it for the first time because it it is. It's just very like ah! like, you know. But yeah, it's his cover. Um they're on KP duty when Duffy shows up and he's just like, You've been given furlough. The furlough is actually a cover for him to go to the United States uh to democracy pictures where they are filming a serial adventures of captain america the serial is being sabotaged uh they believe because like a lot of bad shit has happened uh it is worth mentioning this is actually in in the in world war ii there was a captain america serial that was much like this where cap did not have a shield there was no bucky and uh, they did change his his uh, secret identity. Like they, his secret identity was some random law dude. Um, cool. Uh, I don't know if he was a commissioner, but there he was. He was somewhere in the. Yeah, he was law and ordery. Uh, but anyway, so in the course of things they meet various uh people including this uh movie star sundown who is bucky's uh big like uh i don't know movie star crush or whatever cowboy hero. um and uh they meet lyle decker who's the special effects man um Decker uh, we actually see reporting to Red Skull um, just in case it was unclear that he was a Nazi um, Stuntman gets shot in the middle of filming and so Captain America agrees to replace him so that they can keep filming because by gosh morale matters and yeah it does but like
1: hmm, I mean a have got shot um, <laughs> Also, what? also, a man got shot, so you may as yeah. well... You're better equipped to get shot at than most <laughs> yeah. folks.
0: Um, so, yeah. Um,
1: also, in the montage, the Splash montage, we've got Captain America... Driving a car one handed while we stand on the seat and fire a gun over the window, and uh, also him hanging off the tail of a helicopter. So yeah, yeah, you no, know, Cap was
0: better suited for this anyway. Probably, probably, yeah. They would have had to actually like nail that, nail a stuntman <laughs> to the the end of that helicopter because it was the forties and there were no regulations, <laughs> there um, were no rules, but. Uh, but in the end, uh, a fake death ray turns out to be a real death ray. Decker is exposed. He goes on the run and is seemingly killed when his truck goes off a cliff. Cap and Bucky are just like, "Hooray, that guy died!" And uh, a good time is had by all. At the end, they are in a movie theater watching, or they're in they're in a theater, um, watching the serial that Cap was in and then we flash
1: back to the f- present and it's De- old man decker being like and i didn't die and i hate you and i'm gonna kill you maybe i don't know
0: uh we'll see how this plays out
1: next <laughs> yeah and that's the reason why you're here and cap's like i remember that but also why am i here <laughs> like yeah none of that explains why i'm here and he's like "Yeah, just you wait and he knocks him out
0: yeah so Captain America number 220 has a cover by Gil Kane Klaus Jansen and Irving Watanabe is inked by John Leone and Mike Esposito and littered by Carol Lay and Annette Kuecki what I will say is these two issues have backups and the reason for that is because four pages of art from this issue were lost Oh wow! And so the next issue, uh, this issue, and the next one have backups in order to make up for that fact. Dang. So um, that's why that's why this issue kind of ends at an odd point is because uh, yeah, they they straight lost the end of the issue, um, so. We start this issue Colonel Decker having survived, or sorry, Lyle Decker having survived the uh, truck going off, meets up, swims up to a submarine, um, and on board is the Red Skull who tortures him because he sucks. Uh, in the end, though, he is able, he winds up being exiled from Germany for his failure, and he's just like, okay, well then, fuck everybody! and he decides that um the uh, <clears throat> the US or the axis and uh, powers and the allies are going to wind up destroying each other and so he needs to prepare so that he can step in and take everything over um as all of as all of that is happening cap goes on his fateful final mission with bucky uh, and lands. Uh, he splashes down in the English Channel. He is found by some of Decker's men. Uh, because Decker has recruited an army. Uh, and brought to Canada. Uh, and there we go. Plot hole filled. Um, he is brought there. And uh, Decker... Shows Captain America around, and he's like, I've got some nerve gas that I'm working on over here. And in here, I have a bunch of stuff that I am going to use to transfer your power into me. Um, He tries to do the, or he tries to get this set up, but Cap, of course, being Captain America, gets away, gets his shield. Um, He gets a hold of his army uniform. And makes his way out to uh, a, an airfield where he's able to steal a plane and try to escape. But then he is shot down and uh, the plane had nerve gas on it. Uh, so as he's crashing into the Atlantic Ocean at that point, uh, the nerve gas affects him in such a way that he loses his memory of these events. Yeah. Um, and
1: it's also one of the key components that puts him into the uh, stasis as right.
0: well. So hooray. That happened. Um Okay. It's just such a long walk.
1: Right? Like it, it is. for a problem <laughs> that I don't really think needed fixing. It was just That one I was kind of like, you can hand wave that one away, I don't care. Like we
0: I mean captain america had just come in out come out of suspended animation it would be okay if he misspoke yeah exactly you know if if it had simply been like yeah i splashed down i splashed down into the water outside newfoundland and and then everyone... I, wait a minute canada's a long way away from england how long were you on that drone he could have just been like shit i meant <laughs> i meant outside cardiff yeah um, or just then... the
1: North Sea. I mean, like, maybe you could get that far if it was
0: really fast. Well, I mean, he, you know, in Avengers number four, when we find him, he's being worshipped by um, some, I guess it would be Inuit. No.
1: I don't know. They probably said it was Inuit, but they wouldn't be. That's the wrong side of the country.
0: They don't. They don't say in the issue. I'm trying to think. What are all? I I don't know the tribes of Canada that well. There's. I don't know the tribes of the U.S. that well either. But nope. I mean, like, if you if you told me like the Kanza were in New England, I'd have been like, wait a minute, that that doesn't add up. Um. Whereas the if you tell me the Inuit are on the eastern seaboard of canada i'd just be like all right i I don't because i don't know yeah um but what whatever they were being he was being worshipped by the natives in eastern canada we don't know how long he'd been there so okay like a piece of a chunk of ice makes it way makes its way from the coast off of england to eastern canada fine. Yeah. I you know, there there were some plot holes that need to be filled and some that don't and this wasn't one. But whatever. Yes. Decker
1: what? Now I'm trying to remember, not that it fucking matters,
0: but which way the Gulf Stream goes. Okay. While you're doing that, I'm going to move on. You could Um please do. So, Decker's just like yes well I survived that encounter and it's like did anybody think you hadn't like you just got tossed around a little like there was you didn't didn't go down in a plane but whatever Um, so his plan is to um, he intends to sap Captain America's power into the Ameridroid, Um And yeah. then transfer his mind into the droid. And then he will be... He will be a 12-foot Captain America. <laughs> the... I get... here. Here's the thing. The ending of this... <laughs> the ending of this is basically... He he is now inhabiting the droid. He realizes how fucking stupid his plan is. And he's just like, oh my God, what have I done? Why am I a 12-foot captain America? Who's I... Why did I think that was a good idea? I'll never be able to be in public again.
1: Yeah, like... The and the first the first thought was then I'll rule the world. And then he starts doing it and he's like, I could never pee in public. What the
0: fuck? And like how do I even use it, it, a restroom? It's, yeah, it's and like yeah, because okay, you wanna steal Captain America's power, alright. But like why why make the robot look like Captain America? <laughs> You're not an American. You have no love for America. And you're 12 feet, so you're not trying to fool people into thinking you're Captain America. Because Captain America, I don't know if you know this, is not 12 feet tall. (laughs) I mean, did Decker just misremember (laughs) how tall Cap is? is? Like, his first
1: move as the Ameridroid is to bust out of the building end up in this village's street in Newfoundland and be like, I'm king now. (laughs) And everyone is just like, holy shit, it's a 12-foot tall Captain America. And then Cap comes in punches him and they're all like, good, he's not king. And they all run away. (laughs) And again, it's as soon as he does that where he's just like, I'm king now, that it's like, you can't just do that, right? Yeah, Like
0: doom gets you have away to, you have to depose somebody first at least <laughs> yeah. like you have to you can't just announce your king you have to you have to like seize power somehow right it's it's not <laughs> it's not like bankruptcy you don't just get to declare it <laughs> I'm um, king now sure buddy <laughs> <laughs> um, like
1: no if this were yeah. if I'm... this were New York where in this universe someone declares themselves king of New York every other month and everyone on the street just goes, uh-huh, great. So don't get on the trains today.
0: Perfect. I'm going to go home. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So the the issue ends with Veda checking in with Kligger. <laughs> Make sure you say that right. Yep. Um, who runs the corporation and he's like, how is it going with Captain America? And she's like, yeah, he left. <laughs> and he's like, what? We'll stay there. Wait till he comes back. And she's like, I am. And that's where the issue ends, because lost art. So then we have a brief uh, follow up called On a Wing and a Prayer. Written by Scott Edelman, penciled by Bob Budiansky, inked by Al Gordon, and lettered by Jim Novak. Wherein a dude who wants to be a supervillain kidnaps Red Wing and is threatening to kill him unless Falcon shows up. Falcon shows up and wrecks him handily. And that's the end. We never see this guy again. This guy is sitting here. He's he's captured a bird. <laughs> And this is, this is step one of his plan to become the next Dr. Doom.
1: Um, (laughs) I just, everybody's plans this week, by and large, are just like, no, wait, okay, and then what? (laughs) Like, and then I'll be famous.
0: And it's just like, so wait a minute.
1: (laughs) So wait a minute. You're, you kidnapped a bird threatened the bird's owner who loves him like a son with death also that bird's owner is buddies with captain america and your plan is to beat him up and then be famous like
0: and he and this is this is the thing like (sighs) this is just a I guess good job aiming for the middle (laughs) don't get me wrong i like i like falcon but I at this too. point in time, he's kind of, like his claim to fame is like he stands next to Captain America a lot. I, I mean, mean, to the general public. To the
1: general public.
0: Like, we know that he
1: is actually a good fighter and yeah. he's real good with those wings. But, like, to the general public, he's the guy that stands next to Cap.
0: Right. And no, even he nobody knows. Nobody in this world has reason you know no one who has not fought cap and falcon yeah or knows sam yeah has any reason to care about the falcon and so like it seems odd that his plan is to aim for the falcon (laughs) first but yeah i guess you know manage expectations but also, Damn, like
1: I mean, he manages his expectations by aiming for the middle, but also his expectations are, and then famous supervillain. Yeah. Like, I just, well, I just I mean, love the short-sightedness of it, that the payoff
0: is, and then I'll be a bad guy. That's it. Yeah. And, and see, and I think this is the fundamental difference between this guy and your Doctor's Doom, is that dr doom like no matter what the situation he goes big yeah it's never you know like you think dr doom would would start would have started out kidnapping a bird no No. dr Dr. doom would be firing the baxter building into space (laughs) that's his opening salvo Well, I mean, we look at Doctor Doom just as
1: an origin. Like his his entry onto the world stage is by killing a king. Like yeah. after having spent years developing dark science. Like yeah. you. This his, is a
0: man, Doctor Doctor Doom's origin. Doctor <laughs> Doom's origin was tried to fight the devil, failed. <laughs> Became a king. This guy's origin was... Bought a crossbow. Kidnapped a bird.
1: (laughs) Uh, Like, to the point that I almost feel sorry for him. And you can tell that Falcon does at the end of this, too. Where he's just like... Dude, what? Punch. No, seriously. Stay down. Punch. Okay. Thanks for my bird. Bye. Uh... So, yeah. (laughs) Tried to to fight the devil. Failed. (laughs) Became a king instead.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh God. (laughs) Uh, uh. And, yeah. Like, they couldn't even... Like, this was not a character that... This was, this was a character that somebody tossed off before, le- before like, running out the door to lunch. Yeah. It was just like, we need a character for a backup. Okay, here's a dude with an ugly arrow on his chest. And they're like, fine, what's his deal? And it's like, who gives a <laughs> shit? He tries to kidnap a bird. And it's like, all right. <laughs> anyway. uh, uh, he kidnaps Red Wing. What? <laughs> he
1: kidnaps... Why? Because he wants to be famous? Okay. What? I gotta hot date with a sandwich man yeah there's a deli they're gonna run i'm gonna be on fucking numbers if i don't get out of here now Ugh, yeah. go
0: so captain america number 221 unfortunately has no bird kidnapping <laughs> no. um
1: but this is the issue where uh all that stuff we said Uh, yeah all the decker stuff happens where he basically is like what was my i can't believe this was a good idea
0: oh no uh yeah and that's after he wins real quick real quick yeah covered by gil kane tony DeZunaga, and danny crespi written by don glutt david Kraft, and steve gerber inked by mike esposito lettered by irving watanabe edited by archie goodwin sorry go ahead and that's after
1: he wins like he does he has his mental breakdown after he beats captain america and then he goes back into the building where he transferred his consciousness from (laughs) i just realized this is two for two on desecrating a body um he goes back in, <laughs> gets his old, picks up his old body, because remember, 12 foot tall Captain America, throws it across the room while berating that guy who is him, and basically has a total and complete breakdown. At the end of it, Cap, real Cap, comes in and is like, Decker, get a grip on yourself. And he, Decker's like, I swear to God, if sympathy from you is the one thing that is definitely going to break me. And he's like, look, we can work this out. Um, It'll be okay. Like, you don't need to fucking go through all this. And Decker's like, you know what? I think you're right. Um, But I'm going to pull a Hulk and go hang out in the forests of Canada while I figure myself out. And he's like, okay, man.
0: Oh, my my favorite part of this, though, is in the course of things, a mirror droid, like, picks a dude out of the crowd and has him back up against him, like, back to back, and then, like, compares their heights. And yeah, his like we said, his reaction is just like, 12 feet. What the fuck did I do? 12 feet? Why 12 feet? (laughs) Like, yeah. But I I love the fact that he does that... He has to get a sense of the scale here. (laughs) He's just like, I knew I was tall, but damn, I'm really goddamn tall. So, yeah.
1: The the, the part where he loses touch with his humanity because of how tall he is. (laughs)
0: Yeah, well, and I I think it's simply a matter of clearly whatever ro- was wrong with Decker, yeah, was chemical. Um, he had some sort of chemical imbalance, and once he got himself out of that brain, ah. he stopped and thought, like, "Holy shit! This this is weird, man. <laughs> this is fucking weird. Wait a minute! Uh, I don't want to do
1: any of this."
0: <laughs> yeah, so.
1: So yeah, he, uh, he wanders out into the Canadian forests and uh, never to be seen again. I'm sure
0: uh, he does show up again. Yeah. He does show up one more time and then he dies. Uh, the oh. follow or the backup story in this issue is called "The Coming of Captain Avenger." It is written by Scott Edelman, penciled by Steve Steve Lealoa, inked by Al Gordon, colored by Irene Vartnov, lettered by bruce patterson and edited by archie goodwin uh at avengers mansion uh around the avengers number 14 mark uh he is being a just a dipshit um not because of anything he does in the issue but it's rick jones so yeah. rick jones is at avengers mansion and like an asshole falls into some equipment which turns him into Captain Avenger, who has all the powers of the Avengers. Um, at that moment, the Avengers are attacked by Baron Zemo and the Masters of Evil, uh, who uses a thing to trap all of the Avengers in like a motionless state. Captain Avenger proceeds to defeat Baron Zemo, but in doing so... Oh no, the Avengers will remain trapped that way, but oh no, it doesn't matter because Rick wakes up and it was all a dream.
1: It's a real Moving hideous out. costume.
0: Yep. It is. It's a mix of everybody's costume and it's just kind of like, alright. Yep. It's the the odd I don't know. It's weird. Captain America number 222 has a cover by Ernie Chan and Danny Crespi written by Steve Gerber inked by John Tartaglione and Micah Spazito lettered by Gaspar Saladino and Annette Kowecki and edited by Jim Shooter Captain America collapses in his apartment after dealing with just all that bullshit uh, when he comes under attack from a Volkswagen Beetle Uh, (laughs) you know like you do um no one is driving it. It just attacks him. He manages to get it to crash through a wall. He then falls out the hole, but catches himself on a windowsill, pulls himself up, L- old lady lets him in. He uses her phone um, and uh, <clears throat> makes a call. No one's around and he's just like, huh, that's really weird. After he leaves out the window again, interesting choice, uh, the lady pulls off her face to reveal that it was actually Veda. I don't know what Why? purpose that served. Yeah. Like... Other than to keep a tabs
1: on Steve.
0: Right. But you but, could... But uh, Steve travels to the Pentagon in order to find uh, some information on who the hell he was before he became Captain America. Um, He finds a file uh, which provides a a few pieces of information which leads him to Maryland. While he's there, or he heads to Maryland and talks to the editor of the local newspaper who knew the Rogers family uh and he explains that his parents died in a plane crash in 1955 uh uh, no one knows what the hell happened to the younger brother but the older brother was killed at Pearl Harbor um Steve is just like shit that's a lot so he goes to the Lincoln Memorial to think about stuff when Lincoln comes to life and attacks him. Uh, he fights the the statue and destroys it. Um, reluctantly, of course, because he's Captain Goddamn America. And uh, it's then that we are introduced to Animus, who is like a caveman with a giant head. And <coughs> He kind of, he talks very eloquently, yeah. but every so often there will be a bit of caveman enunciation in his speech, so it'll just be like, look, I'm terribly sorry about all of this, but it seems that you just, it seems that in order for me to be free, you need to die, and it's just like, all right, whatever works, man, Yeah, you do you, um... So that brings us to Captain America number two twenty three, which has a cover by Ricardo Villamante and Gaspar Saladino, and is colored by Mary Allen Beveridge and lettered by Irving Watanabe. Cap fights Animus um and beats him, at which point Animus disappears. Um and he's just like, Wow. My life is really fucking weird. <laughs> um he goes back to his hotel, uh, realizes that he made the mistake of leaving the hotel via the window and then walking into the hotel in costume, um, and so whoops. Um, in doing Which, so, though, I do don't what?
1: know if this is—I don't know if this is a real thing, but like, I like the part. I like that as an opening for just steve rogers is captain america like mm-hmm. let's quit it with this double double identity thing and just yeah. one cohesive mm-hmm. identity and uh if this lapse is an entry level to that like a, a sprinkling of it's okay then yeah. i'm i'm totally on board
0: <laughs> anyway. right So uh, when he gets inside, he discovers that Veda's there and he's just like, I do not have time for you. (laughs) And he's just like, bye. Uh, So he goes inside. At that point, he discovers that there were two tracers on his shield, one of which was placed by Fury, obviously. And one of which we don't know, but it stands to reason it's the corporation. Uh, He calls Fury... It being the middle of the night, Fury is of course in bed, um, and Fury's just like what, what? <laughs> and he's like, hey, I need. You, first of all, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. Second of all, I need you to run a check on Veda. So they agree to. Dum Dum at some point is uh, is assigned to that. I forget when exactly that that is, but. As he goes, he goes to sleep and Cap has a dream wherein he's in a psychology class and this this makes him twig to the idea that what he wants to know is in there. It's in his brain but he just can't get to it. So he 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 decides, okay, I know what I need to do so he calls or he tells Veda that he's going back to New York by train tells her what time even which is this is entirely on him he yeah. doesn't trust her yet he's still just like I'm going by train at 3 o'clock to New York it this is the train number um, I'll be on there for 2 minutes 45 seconds like dude what happens next is on you <laughs> You asshole! Um, but he's on the train uh, when Animus attacks, because of course it does. Um, the train is derailed, and he fights Animus again. The only thing—the only thing that's particularly noteworthy about the Animus fight itself—is that when he is just going ape shit on uh on uh animus before it disappears it suddenly has a woman's voice that's the only thing that really matters about that that and his losing control because oops I accidentally got a bunch of people killed um yeah so yeah uh it is worth mentioning this is the issue where they take they changed the title from Captain America and the Falcon back to just Captain America. So, <clears throat> anyway, uh, Captain America number 224 has a cover by Mike Zeck and Bob McCloud, written by Peter Gillis, penciled by Mike Zack, lettered by Jim Novak and John Costanza, and edited by Roger Stern filler issue in which cap wakes up or cap is found in the water unconscious he is brought back to this couple's home where he comes to only to discover that his hair is black and he's not wearing his own face um he goes back to avengers mansion um after thanking the couple and is like so weird stuff is happening and uh he shows them his face and Tony Stark surmises that it's a fa- it's a fake face over his own um and he's like okay well that's a bit of a load off uh what the fuck happened and so we find out that the night before there was a party at Avengers Mansion. Cap met up with some guy named al Avision, uh, And Cap's like, I don't know who the fuck that is. Um, and they're like, well, he said he was in the war. And Cap's like, I remember World War II, and I did not know anyone named al Avision back then. And they're like, well, maybe it was Vietnam. And he's like, okay, all right. Well, let's look into that. So he starts trying to find everything he can, but then eventually he finds out that Alivision was a, uh, an alias used by this guy with which Cap was it track- was protecting a, and it goes back to the Mad Bomb, uh, a shipment of Mad Bomb parts that they discovered somebody on the inside was working against them. They tried to find out what was going on. Al, or as his real name is, Ken, were discovered, and Ken was killed and uh, tortured, or tortured and killed, in order to find out what they needed to know. So Cap goes, and uh, he discovers that... Uh or he fights Tarantula and Mr. Luck from Luke Cage. Uh defeats them and the mad bomb parts are protected. Hooray. Moving on.
1: Yep. <clears throat>
0: uh Captain America number two twenty five. Has a cover by Frank Robbins and Terry Austin, written by Steve Gerber, uh, penciled by Sal Busema, colored by George Russo's, and lettered by Irving Watanabe. Cap is very upset about the train derailment that is totally his fault, as he should be. Um, Nick Fury comes in and he's just like, well, good job, uh, let's go. And this Cap's is a like, clusterfuck. You know I... <laughs> yeah, uh, Cap is like, "How did you know where I was?" And Nick Fury like points at all the cameras. <laughs> um, how did you? But... How did you know where I was? Are you still tracking me,
1: dude? It's a train wreck between <laughs> New York. <laughs> it, it's it's a train wreck between Washington and New York. I, hey, I, I had a guess. And then the cameras confirmed it, and he's like, "Oh, yeah,
0: sorry, it's all right. You're just tetchy. But uh, Nick Fury takes him to uh, Shield HQ. We find out that Cap's plan is to bring in Mason Harding uh, f- from the Mad Bomb storyline, uh, who to hopefully uh, help him access the memories he can't quite uh get a hold of dum-dum shows up and he's like here's agent r and cap's like yeah she was there when i became captain america but her face has gotten kind of fucked up in the meantime and they're just like yeah yeah it did so cap goes and collects harding brings him back Um, and they begin the process of trying to unlock his memories. Um, as this is going on, the, the cligger at the, uh, corporation decides Veda has fucked up one too many times. So he turns her to ash. In the end, Cap is able to reaccess the memories in his head, uh, which are not the, this is not the origin of captain america you know uh which is that he's from maryland his older brother served in the military uh his father was a diplomat his brother was killed at pearl harbor he ran he left and went to new york to go to art school um and then when the pearl harbor attack happened he tried to sign up and sign up and sign up and that's when he became captain america uh, these are all false memories, so you're not aw- you're not misremembering things or anything like that. This is all bullshit, but ostensibly it's a success. However, uh, Captain America's body, uh, when they're done, reverts to what it was before the serum. Hooray! Um. So, real quick, Captain America number 20, 226 has a cover by Ron Wilson, Dan Green, and Danny Crespi, written by Roger McKenzie, penciled by Sal Busema, colored by Don Warfield, and lettered by Gaspar Saladino and Diana Albers. Um, Cap is reeling from the uh, <coughs> sudden reversion of his body to its 4-H status, or... Is that, yeah, 4H is military. F-
1: thought it was 4 Wash
0: out. 4F. Damn it. I get those turned around. Buck.
1: One Whatever. is cows and sheep. <laughs> <laughs> and the other <laughs> is, yeah.
0: Is when you have the physique of a cow. Yeah. <laughs> Round body, spindly arms and legs. Um, but, anyway, uh, so he's reeling from this and in order to prove to himself and everybody else that he is still who he is he goes in and tries to fight a robot in the shield training room Fury's like damn it you don't have to do this you're a goddamn hero just sit down for a minute and uh but Cap is like nope gonna do this so he fights the robot um Fury shuts it down However, then one of the shield agents becomes the Red Skull all of a sudden. Don't worry, we'll get there. Um, and in the course of things, the control panel gets smashed, which causes the robot to reactivate and try to kill, uh, Cap. At that point, every shield agent starts becoming the Red Skull, um... Fury tries to stop all of this, but isn't able to. Um, Cap, meanwhile, is getting, is surviving, but is getting pretty well trounced by the robot, which then grabs him and uh, starts electrocuting him. Uh, but then the super soldier serum kicks back in. He becomes full blown Captain America again, destroys the robot. But then the door opens, all the Red Skulls come in, and they've got Nick Fury captive. Yep. Captain America number 227 with a cover by Jerry Bingham, colored by George Russos, and lettered by Rich Parker or Rick Parker. Um, Captain America is on the run from all these Red Skulls. Um, The Red Skull is on board now and gloating. Um, He has Nick Fury chained up and positioned under a a huge magnifying glass, or like,
1: and this is what this is what you do. Come on, right? Yeah, like this is a plan.
0: Yes. This is, a, this is a death trap right yeah, here. Yeah, right? This is how you... This is how... You should have a show. Like...
1: <laughs> this is how you threaten a superhero. Idiots. This old death trap. Right.
0: Starring Red Skull. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, Cap comes and confronts the Red Skull, and... There's a... This... This... Exchange is interesting. Because... Uh, he is, Red Skull warns him that if he approaches, he will go ahead and activate the death trap, killing Fury, sooner. If he waits and does nothing, Fury will die. Either way, Fury will die, blah, blah, blah. Um cap has some momentary paralysis as he recalls failing bucky and everything and he's like oh no it's happening again um but in um in the process as fury cooks Fury is, like, calling out, like, make it stop, ah, burn, Um, which makes Cap realize, no, this is bullshit, so he attacks the skull, takes the control unit, and deactivates the satellite that the Red Skull is using to uh, turn everybody into Red Skulls, in doing so... Cap is proven correct as the Red Skull changes into Nick Fury and we discover that the Nick Fury that was ostensibly baked was actually an LMD
1: it's a good plan yeah and it works out you know I like the way Cap figures it out and is like well you're really intent on having me kill you
0: hmm yeah pretty much uh the overall this run of captain america (sighs) was kind of all over the place it was definitely Um,
1: a mixed bag
0: because there were some really interesting things um well let me rephrase that some things that looked like they were going to be interesting but then wound up being kind of meh um and then some stuff that was just patently hilarious. Uh, so I guess, I guess in the end, the fact that we were laughing so hard about some of this elevates the run somewhat. Um. Yeah. You, your mileage may vary if you read them, but you know. I at least had a good time with them.
1: Yeah, they were not so. difficult to read, which was helpful. Um, sometimes, yeah. Cap, sometimes Cap gets a little draggy, but this was fairly easy to blow or run through. So, yeah, yeah, it that's was. also something that sounds negative, but is actually kind of pretty positive.
0: No, it, it it is. It was not a, it was not a slog. Yeah, which. Sometimes that can be a really good thing. Um, So, yeah. So, the last book of the week is Marvel Premiere number 42, uh, which features Tigra. And the cover is by Dave Cockrum and John Costanza. Uh, It is written by Ed Hannigan and John Warner, penciled by Mike Vosberg, inked by Ernie Chan. Colored by Francois Mouly, uh, lettered by John Costanza, and edited by Jim Shooter. The short version is tigress in New Orleans. And uh, everybody's looking for Dr. Tumalo. Uh, because this one guy who was carrying something got attacked and wound up dead uh, which we then see in part 2 Yeah, but it doesn't indicate that it was a flashback the only reason you know it's a flashback is because they in part 1 they're talking about him in the past tense You're right, but whatever uh, finally Tigra comes across Dr. Tumalo under a street lamp but she's being, like, weird. She approaches, and Dr. Tumalo says, I'm really sorry, I wish I could see you again. Uh, Tabor has the ray. She manages to cover all of this, and then disappears. So, Tigra goes and meets up with the cat people, who are all just like, uh, so, bad news. And she's like, Dr. Tumalo, is it... it, Because... Something weird just happened. And they're like, yeah, so we found Dr. Tumalo's body in a random tunnel. Um, So a thing that our people can do is we can contact those close to us uh, in cases of emergency. However, uh, it kills us. And uh, it looks like that's what uh happened here is she used her ability to contact you and that's what killed her um she tigra is is told that the ray dr Tumelo is referring to is a ray built by the cat people that will allow tigra to become human again but tigra's like who says i want to become human again and they're like okay but this guy Tabor, who was one of the high evolutionaries new men, when the new men had their falling out and all of that with the uh, with the uh, man wolf, whatever the beast man beast man beast um, the devil. Uh yeah, definitely Tabor wound not up Satan. do what?
1: Definitely not Satan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh Tabor wound up uh separated from them and was taken in by the cat people. But apparently Tabor was sick of the cat people having to hide, so he decides to take this ray and use it to devolve all of the human beings. His opening salvo is to break into a zoo and devolve all of the animals there into more prehistoric versions, uh, which he succeeds in doing. Uh, then they start uh, rampaging through the French Quarter, turning random uh, random people into apes. Uh, the cat people intervene, but are quickly turned into uh, saber tooth cats themselves uh, except for Tigra who is able to fight uh, the the guy and take back the ray Um, she devolves him back into a house cat and uh, restores everybody and it seems at the end of this that the cat people are now out in the open Um, I don't, it's hard to know how this is going to play out because I feel like generally speaking, who gives a shit? There's so much weird stuff in this world and there's not a lot of cat people, you know, like they're not, they don't have the power to be a threat to humanity at whole. It's not like
1: mutants where it's like. It, the cat people are not an existential threat to humanity they are right. just cat people and yeah they right. got apparently got some super science going on but they're they're fine like yeah. and they're commit all of them are committed to peace that's what they yeah. want anyways to be left alone so you know get a ranch in vermont and just yeah. be there work it out i don't
0: yeah. know This issue is kind of whatever.
1: I mean, I like Greer, so yeah. I still like Greer. We're not too full on weird Tiger yet, so I'm happy with this. Yeah. Um, I think it's fine. It's not blowing the doors off anything, but uh, it, it, and structurally it was crazy. I didn't like the back and forth and time and like just it would have been better for me if it was a little more straightforward. Um, right, Tumelo yeah, being that, dead sucks.
0: That was annoying. But what? Tumalo
1: being dead sucks, but it it, it blows because it feels like they don't have direction for Tigra, which is is fine. And maybe that's what this is, is hard reset. She's on her own now. Now we can go... We can figure out what the hell is going on with her and do a story mm-hmm. about that. But... Yeah.
0: Yeah, they really do need to... They really do need to decide what she's going to be.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, because a lot... Of, Every, everything we've read with her lately has just been kinda it's not been terrible but it just all seems very directionless and I don't know I don't really know what the point of her is at this point in time other than to be a cat lady and maybe that's enough I'm just saying, like, she doesn't really have a supporting cast as such, other than Dr. Tumalo. Yeah. But now Dr. Tumalo's dead, so... That's
1: that's what I mean, is, like, we can do a hard reset now, and give her a direction and pick up some people along the way. I think that's possible. Yeah. I don't know that they do that.
0: <laughs> if they have, I've never seen any of it, but I've never paid that much attention to Tigra, so I'm I'm willing to be proven wrong in that regard. I just It's just
1: been all over the place in general cuz like the first that first issue was if I remember right, was it the first issue or just the first full run? I really enjoyed the shit out of the cat. And then... Yeah. As soon as they went Tigra and cat people and all of that, it was just like... Does someone have a plan or are we just spinning the wheels and hoping something right. works? Um,
0: right. And, and, like, at least when they were doing... When we read that bit with Tigra in... Uh, was that marvel premiere or was that something else when we when we read the bit where she had she was like fighting the super scroll and all that shit yeah i was at least willing to give them the benefit of the (coughs) doubt that maybe we were building toward something like that but then that ended and since then it's just been kind of like she's around okay whatever Top 5. Top 5. The Watchers Guide's top 5. Top 5.
1: Number 5 in lieu of gi- an in lieu of answers, a giant robot. <laughs> Which it was just so weird to spend all that time getting him to like how remember this thing that you did years ago and he's like yes but that's not here that was in LA and he's like yes but a giant robot what uh, number four uh, Machine Man Takes a Cab Ride I thought that was actually pretty insightful for Jack Kirby uh, the, the, the conversation on minority and like for Kirby that's pretty good And again, like, there were things about Machine Man that I was like, this is good, but why is it here? What are we doing? Um, Right. Number three, uh, Falcon getting a leadership position. I just like that. He does deserve it by now. Uh, He needs, I'm interested to see where that's going to pay off. Uh, Should be fun number mm-hmm. two skinny cap fights the robot um because that's what captain america is like i like and again that's another melding of like steve and cap are the same person and right uh like captain america fights even though he he's small like he just does that yeah um it isn't the powers it's the man that kind of thing and then uh, number one is the last few pages of uh, Power Man and Iron Fist number 50, where Misty and uh, Luke talk about how shooting a man in the face would be a mistake. Um, it's reflective for both of them, and I enjoyed that. So, yeah. that is yes, me.
0: Yes, um, <coughs> public service announcement. Shooting a man in the face would be a mistake unless it's Bob Balaban I don't know who that is no uh I randomly decided it would be really funny to like have something against Bob Balaban who is a writer actor character actor producer and just an innocuous dude like as far as I can tell he's never done anything to anyone ever <laughs> and when he's in movies he's just like competent he shows up he's low key he does his thing but I decided you know what fuck Bob Balaban um so yeah I know this but dude if anyone else don't shoot them in the face so anyway, that was your number one? Yep. Okay. Uh number 5. I I'm on this team and I have skates. <sighs> Look, I get I'm sure you're a real terror at roller derby, but this is shield for God's sake. Like Yeah, I know the Great Lakes Avengers need help. Uh Pay them a visit like this is not the place for you bro
1: also they were all just assholes like they were like that's the part that's so why this team nobody yeah. here works well together yeah and all of their powers suck enough that if they were to try it on their own they would get waxed so
0: yeah why this team agreed number four why did i make myself 12 feet tall <laughs> why did what? i do this how does that make sense
1: i like your analysis though that whatever was wrong with decker was definitely chemical because as soon as his psyche is outside of that body he's just like oh wait why did i think this was a good idea
0: Shit. This is really dumb. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll yeah. never be able to use a human-sized toilet again. I think he actually says go to the theater or something like that. It's yeah.
0: like, yeah, you're not, you're 12 feet tall. Well, they said go to the theater because in, in the 70s, you couldn't have him say, how will I take a shit? <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, Number three, I have kidnapped a bird. Just like Dr. Doom would have. <laughs> <laughs> um, number two, uh, Machine Man takes a cab. And number one, Misty nearly kills a guy. Yep. So, yeah. I can't believe we hit one uh, and two
1: the same. Nice.
0: Yeah uh join us next week we've got a smattering of stuff including some more power man and iron fist avengers ms marvel thor and marvel team up uh in the meantime like us on facebook follow us both individually and at watchers guide mu on twitter uh rate and review the show because that gets us in more in front of more people Uh, visit our website at watchersguide.com or email us at watchersguide at gmail.com have a marvelous week
1: bye